Welcome to the Cowboys Beat audio podcast, streaming live on the Cowboys Beat Podcast Network, where we talk about everything related to America's team. Prescott got a carry. And reach, flip, sets up first and goal at the... Hosted by none other than Chris K. Third and seven, blitz coming, Prescott in trouble, lofting it to the corner. You may know him from his work on TikTok, but now he's taking over the podcasting world. We're not here just to take part, we're here to take over. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Yo, welcome to the Cowboys Beat Podcast for July 21st, 2023. And on today's episode, we're going to be going over the situation with Zach Martin potentially holding out for training camp. We're also going to be talking about the linebacker room going into the 2023 season. But before we get into the episode, if you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure to hit that like button. Make sure to subscribe as well. I would greatly appreciate that. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you may be listening to this at, please make sure to follow the show, rate the show, five stars would be greatly appreciated but without further ado let's get into the episode let's get into the zach martin situation so one thing that i like to look at in life is what is my professional ceiling right so right now i work a full-time job i get a pension i get benefits i get good pay i get all those great things okay so i look at that and i say if that's my professional ceiling well that's a damn good professional ceiling and anything that i do on social media whether it be youtube TikTok, instagram all the social media platforms that i have that to me just raises my professional ceiling but i'm very comfortable with the potential of my uh, professional ceiling being my full-time job so when i approach stories like this like the zach martin situation I like to gather as much information as I possibly can gather. I like hearing opinions from other people and hearing other people's takes on this situation so that I can come up with the most informed opinion that I possibly can have. I'm not in the business of being first. I'm in the business of being right. And I believe that I have a very solid opinion about the Zach Martin situation. And a lot of it spawns off what I heard from Colin Cowherd, because I believe that, yes, if you listen to the opinions of people within this fan base, they're going to tell you Zach Martin deserves to get paid, which I mean, I do agree with, um, you know, and, and they'll look at the Cowboys management a certain type of way because they feel like their guy has been underpaid. But sometimes getting uh, an opinion from outside of the fan base actually is a good thing. I mean, there are situations where getting an opinion from outside of the fan base isn't a good thing because they don't understand the team. But I I want to play this Colin Cowherd clip, and I wouldn't play a Colin Cowherd clip if I didn't think that there was substance behind this. I think that he hit this right on the he hit the nail right on the head with this one. So let's go over that clip. But I saw where all-pro guard captain Zach Martin of the Cowboys wants to restructure his deal. So, in any business, including pro sports, you can go about it two ways. Companies will offer longer-term deals, more security. Or you can go shorter contracts, bet on yourself, get right back to the market. That's what I've done in my career. I like shorter contracts, bet on myself, and renegotiate in three years. That's that's the way I think you should do it. So Zach Martin actually got both. Jerry gave him a six-year deal and made him the highest-paid guard by $20 million 
when he got the deal four years ago, 2018. And now with two years left, he wants to renegotiate. Well, Colin, he has lived up to his contract. You want a cookie? That's how business works. They paid him top of the market. He delivered top of the market. You don't get bonuses. That's how business works. Colin, owners can cut players at any time. Yes, after they've been paid according to the language of the contract they agreed to sign. That's how business works. This is not the NBA. Zach Martin got the security and the bag. Well, uh, right now he's making $7 million less. Right now Mahomes isn't the highest paid quarterback in the league. Mahomes said, I want security and to be near the top of the market. And Patrick's never waffled. Patrick Mahomes has never wavered. Patrick said, I want the security for the rest of my life. I'll take 10 years. Realizing, you know, three or four years into this, I'll be the third, fourth, fifth, sixth highest paid quarterback. So if I'm Jerry Jones, I feel no guilt. What happened to living up to a contract? Now, if he came in next year and was a pro bowler again, that's when you have to sit down. He'll be 34 at that time. He'll be 33. Generally, the way it works, you take the years. Magic Johnson signed a 25-year, $25 million contract. You take the years or you do the short contract and bet on yourself. I'm good with either. You do whatever you want. But Zach got both. And now two years left, he's upset because he's not the highest-paid guard. Complain to your agent. Your agent is paid to inform you that's how it works. Do you know who the highest-paid quarterback was in 2018? Matt Ryan. It's not now. If you take six years, I can assure you in every sport, in every law office, in every sales corporation, every CEO, if you take six years, by year three or four, you're not going to be the highest-paid. But you have to know that going in. And if you don't, that's an agent's job to tell you. That's why I've never taken a six, seven-year contract. Because I don't want to be resentful three years when I've outperformed it. Give me the short one. But Jerry's got no reason to be guilty here. He gave him length and the bag. And what you're seeing now is Econ 101. 75 way, 75% through the contract, you're not going to be the highest paid person in your position. You were by a lot but you won't be halfway or 75% into the contract. That's on the agent. That's not on Jerry. J-Mac with the news. But I saw where... He's 100% correct. Now, here is my opinion on the situation. I agree with Colin Coward on everything that he just said. But I do believe that if Zach Martin wants to get an extension, that the Cowboys should sign him to an extension. Not only because it's beneficial for Zach Martin, but it's also beneficial for the Cowboys. Because Zach Martin has a $24 million cap hit next season. So if the Cowboys were to extend Zach Martin, they could push that cap down the line. They could push that cap hit down the line. And they could save money for next offseason when they have all these contracts hitting their books like CeeDee Lamb, Trayvon Diggs, Terrence Steele. So it's a smart move for the Cowboys to extend Zach Martin. And if Zach Martin wants to get that extension, then I think that he has earned the right to say, hey, I would like to get an extension. 
But at the same time, the Cowboys did nothing wrong by Zach Martin. They gave him a long-term deal and they gave him security. Just like Colin Cowherd said, Jerry Jones should not be painted out as a villain. Steven Jones should not be painted as a villain. They took care of their guy. They compensated him correctly and they gave him security for a long term for an extended period of time. So to me, I understand why Zach Martin would be upset that he's not one of the highest paid offensive guards in the league. But at the same time, when you take a long-term contract, you do have to understand that the market is going to reset year after year after year after year. So over the length of your contract, if you're signing a long-term contract, you're not going to be even close to the highest paid offensive guard in the league. But that's actually a good thing because people, players at certain positions are supposed to reset the market after each other get their, uh, after the next guy gets their contract. So that's something to take into consideration. But ultimately, yeah, if the Cowboys or if Zach Martin wants to be extended, he should be extended. I think he's earned that right. I think that when you have a special talent like Zach Martin, he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Guys like this, you don't see in an organization, uh, you know, uh, uh, every single certain amount of years. There's better words to describe that. You don't see that. You don't see that often. That's what I meant to say. You don't see that often in an organization. You know, like a player like this, you don't get a first ballot Hall of Famer in your organization that often. So when you have one, yes, you should take care of that individual. And Zach Martin is a special player. If he wants an extension, he should get an extension. But at the same time, the Cowboys and Jerry Jones did nothing wrong by Zach Martin. Let's go over this linebacker room. So the guys that I believe are going to make this team are Leighton Van Der Esch, Damone Clark, DeMarvian Overshone, Jabril Cox, and Devin Harper. So a few things about this room. They could definitely use some depth at this position, but I'm not overly concerned about the depth at this position, and here's the reason why. One, the Cowboys play a lot of sub packages, dime, nickel, and when you're playing those sub packages, you're not in need of a bunch of depth at the linebacker position because you're more so relying on your safeties to come down and play in the box when you're playing in those packages. Two, if there is problems in this linebacker room, they could just have Micah Parsons play off ball more. So that's something that we need to take into consideration here. Um, because yes, when we look at the defensive end room and you have Sam Williams, you have Demarcus Lawrence, you have uh, uh, Dorrance Armstrong, Dante Fowler. You have a lot of depth at that position. So if the Cowboys don't like what they're seeing from their linebackers, I'm sure they're going to use Micah Parsons more as an off-ball linebacker. So those are the two reasons why I'm not overly concerned about the depth at this position. And not only that, I do think that there are a solid crop of free agent linebackers that are still available if the Cowboys want to go that route, which is something that, you know, when you look at what they did last season with Anthony Barr, they looked at their line linebacker room and they said this isn't enough we need to go get a guy from the outside and that's what they ended up doing and I actually think that guys like Miles Jack and Deion Jones two people that uh, a lot of Cowboys fans have been uh, you know wanting the Cowboys to potentially sign I think that they're better than Anthony Barr so I think that there's a better crop of talent out there on top of the fact that we play a lot of sub packages on top of the fact that we have Micah Parsons who can play off ball if needed so overall you know like there's a lot of potential in this room. Like when you look at a guy like Damone Clark and DeMarvian Overshone, I mean, those guys have a ton of potential. I think that to me, you know, we'll get into Damone Clark. I think he needs to, he needs the game to slow down for him. And once the game slows down for him, he'll be fine. DeMarvian Overshone is just a guy who's going to play at 110, 110% the entire game. And that's something that you can count on. 
But overall, you know, I'm I don't love this room, but at the end of the day, I'm not overly concerned about it. Let's start off with Leighton Vandrash. This is the guy that the Cowboys really trust. And not only that, they got him on a really good contract as well. They have him for two more years. They can get out from under the contract after this season. They signed a really good deal with this guy. And to be honest with you, I thought that he had a really good season in 2022. I thought that he really did a good job of bouncing back. Now, granted, the previous year, I was not a fan of Leighton Vandrash. I thought that he was replaceable. I thought that the Cowboys should have moved on from him. But, you know, coming into this this season, I mean, he had a way better season this year. There's no doubt about it, especially like before he got injured, he started to really find himself again. That Texans game, he had 14 total tackles in that game. That's tremendous. And then he got injured in the Jacksonville game. And not only that, when he got injured, you saw how important Leighton Vander Esch was to this defense when he wasn't on this defense. The defense just didn't operate the same way. You know what I'm saying? Like you see the the following games. He got injured in that Jacksonville game. I think it was on the first or second defensive snap of the game. They give up what 34 points that game. Next game in Philadelphia, they give up 34 points as well. The defense was not as good without Leighton Vanderash on the field. And I think that that was the reason why the Cowboys ultimately decided to pay Leighton Vanderash because he was such an important piece on this defense this past season. Not only that, he was really good in the playoffs, especially against San Francisco. He was really good in that San Francisco game. So I understand why the Cowboys brought this guy back. And, you know, he's, he, to me, one thing that I, I don't like what Dan Quinn's doing with him. Now, look, Dan Quinn has more knowledge about the game of football in his left pinky fingernail than I do in my entire body. Okay, so this is, I'm not trying to tell him how to do his job. But, I mean, there are reports that Leighton Vanderash is taking snaps as a pass rusher. There was a game where he took a pass rush snap. That's something that I wish the Cowboys, or Dan Quinn and the Cowboys would just completely uh, do away with. Because to me... Leighton Vanderesh lining up on the edge and rushing the passer is the equivalent to Ezekiel Elliott lining up out wide. It's a useless guy there. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and that's what I think about Leighton Vanderesh doing that. I think there, you know, Dan Quinn really values versatility and he wants guys to play multiple roles on a team. But sometimes there are just guys who play one role, and that one role that Leighton Vanderesh plays, which is being the guy in the middle of that defense and commanding that defense. I think that he plays that role very well. And not only that, he's not a one-dimensional player. This guy is a three-down player. Like He is a guy that you can play on running downs if you keep him clean. He can stuff runs in the backfield. But he's also a guy who can drop back in coverage. And he was very effective in coverage this past season. So, you know, Leighton Van Rush is a guy to me that the Cowboys are going to be able to get a lot of use from this upcoming season. And not only that, I think that he's a great mentor to a guy like Damone Clark because I think that Leighton Van Rush does a really good job processing on the, uh, you know, at linebacker and reading uh, offenses. And that's something that I think needs to be pushed off onto Damone Clark because I believe that Damone Clark is probably going to be the Mike linebacker of the future for this team. And, you know, we'll talk about Damone Clark here uh, in a few minutes, but I think that Leighton Vanderesh is Leighton Vanderesh is the opposite of Damone Clark, to where Damone Clark right now, just in his NFL game, is a great athlete, but maybe he doesn't see the 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 game like the game doesn't uh, 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 the game's not slowed down to the extent that it is for Leighton Vanderesh, and. To Leighton Vanderash, he's not the type of athlete that Damone Clark is. So I think that they're a very good yin and yang for each other. Um, 
one thing about uh, Leighton Van Der Esch, so in the past two seasons, you know, now they're doing this 17-game season. So in the past two seasons, he was, uh, you know, he could have played a potential 34 games, but he didn't. He played 31 out of the 34, which was a lot better from the 20 out of the 32 from the previous two seasons. Actually, it was 19 out of 32 the previous season. So Leighton Van Der Esch has been more healthy over the past two seasons, and hopefully that trend continues. I mean, that is something that the Cowboys do have to take in, into consideration when uh, you know going forward with Leighton Van Der Esch. But overall, uh, I'm I'm very happy that they decided to re-sign him. I think that he is a very solid player. I think you understand what you're getting from Leighton Van Der Esch. You're getting a guy who's consistent and. And yeah, um, happy to have him back on the team. Let's move on to Damone Clark. So this past season was his rookie season. He had uh, spinal fusion surgery, something that the Cowboys actually uh, diagnosed during the pre-draft process. He had a second round grade on him going into the draft. And obviously with that news that dropped him down draft boards, the Cowboys picked him up in the fifth round. I love the pick because it's not that high of a risk. You're using a fifth-round pick in a draft where you had four fifth-round picks. And not only that, this guy could be a potential player for you. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. He showed a lot of promise his rookie season. Was he great his rookie season? No, he wasn't. But I wasn't expecting him to be great his rookie season. And you want to know why? Because this guy is coming off a really bad surgery. He didn't have a training camp. He didn't have an offseason. He was rehabbing from an injury. And the thing is, when you're coming off an injury... Those off seasons are the worst because you're trying to get back to what you were instead of, okay, I'm coming off the season. You know, maybe I have to, to work on some things with my body because after every season, these guys are getting, a lot of these guys are getting surgery just because you're going to get nicked up throughout the course of the season. But, uh, you know, it's, it's not a, a, a whole process, you know, for them. But when you're coming off a surgery like that, you have to get back to what you were. But now since he's healthy, this is what Damone Clark is. He's going to be able to build upon what he, um, you know, what he already was. But the thing is with Damone Clark, to me, it's just, I think he needs to see the game better, which is completely fine, which, which is completely fine. He needs to improve his feel for the game on the NFL level, which is completely fine. He's a fantastic athlete. You know, I don't think that uh, anything from an athletic standpoint regress for Damone Clark coming off this surgery. So that's something that's great to see. So this offseason, I think he needs to be in the film room. He needs to be uh, uh, linked up with a guy like Leighton Van Der Esch. And I, I think that this guy is going to take a big year two jump. You know, to me, this is a guy that I think can be a top 10 off-ball linebacker in the game one day. I honestly believe that. And I don't even think that's a hot take. I mean, being a top 10 off-ball linebacker, like Leighton Van Der Esch is arguably a top 10 off-ball linebacker. So can he be better than Leighton Van Der Esch? Yes, I think that he can be that. I think that this guy is the um, is the Mike linebacker of the future. I think that ultimately, once they're done with Leighton Van Der Esch, Damone Clark is going to be that guy who's a green dot guy, who's you know the leader of this defense in the middle of the field there. So overall, I'm very bullish on Damone Clark. I think that he's going to have a big season this upcoming season, and I wouldn't be surprised if he led the Cowboys in tackles this season. Let's move on to our third round pick, Mr. DeMarvian Overshone. This guy has a very, very high ceiling. I mean, he has a ton of potential. This guy is a tremendous athlete. When you watch him at Texas, he's all around the field. He's flying around the field. Um, I think he's going to do great under Dan Quinn. I really do. I think that if he continues to develop under Dan Quinn, because granted, we might not have Dan Quinn as our defensive coordinator next year. 
you know, so that's something to take into consideration. But if he's able to develop under him, oh man, you're going to have a player on this team. You're going to have an absolute player. This guy has the athletic profile to be a big time player in this league. I just think he needs to be better on the mental side of the game because that is very important at the linebacker position. But if he's able to improve upon that over the course of his career, then yeah, you're going to get a player. I don't think that that's going to be the case his rookie season. I don't think he's going to come out of the gate and just be this fantastic player. Uh, I think that he's going to have a role on this team. And I think Dan Quinn is going to look at the talents that he already has, which is just his, you know, getting to the football, being a tremendous athlete um, and uh, his ability and coverage. This guy's a former safety. So I think he's going to utilize these skills and just say, hey, look, this is what you're already good at. Just do that. Just do that. And uh, we'll work on some other things uh, to make you a complete, a more complete player so that we can get you more snapped. So expect to see that from DeMarvian Overshone uh, year one. Um, he was used as a pass rusher at Texas. I think that the Cowboys are going to try and expand upon that. I think that you're going to see a lot of DeMarvian Overshone as a pass rusher all throughout the course of his career. Maybe not as a rookie. I still do think that there are some things that he needs to improve on just from like a nuance level um, for DeMarvian Overshone as a pass rusher. Because, you know, when I saw him in his reps at Texas, I watched the Alabama game. He was lined up against Tyler Steen, who actually plays for the Eagles now. Um, one thing that I can say is he lacked nuance as a pass rusher. But if you're going to be working with guys like Dan Quinn, um, you know, I think that he'll get the the most out of him from that perspective. So overall, DeMarvian Overshone, I think that this was a fantastic pick. I didn't love the pick at the time, but again, I, I, I talked about it when I talked about Valimi Fioko. Looking back on it and seeing how the Cowboys addressed uh, their needs. I love the awesome Richards pick. Like I wanted an offensive lineman and I loved that pick. So ultimately the fact that they took a defensive end and the, uh, the fact that they took a linebacker in the third and fourth rounds, I, I don't hate that due to the fact that I think that, you know, if you were going to get a starting guard, it was going to be in the first two days or in the first two rounds. I mean, um, once the third round came around, the, the guards that were going to be available or the offensive linemen just as a whole that were going to be available weren't guys that were going to start for you day one. So, um, yeah, overall, excited to see what he can bring to this defense. And I think that ultimately, if he continues to develop under Dan Quinn, you're going to have a real big time player on your team. Let's move on to Jabril Cox. Okay, so he didn't see much action so far over the course of his career. He had that one big play on the goal line where he chased down Daniel Jones and ultimately ended up giving him a concussion. It was a great play, but unfortunate uh, ending to the play. You know, we never wish injury upon anybody, even our worst enemies. So um, the coach... George Edwards, who was his linebackers coach, he's now at Tampa Bay, told Brian Broadus that he's a talented player, but ultimately he would take one step forward and then two steps back. And that kind of goes to why we didn't see him on the field, because there's a reason why they did not play Jabril Cox's past season. But yet they were giving snaps to guys like, you know, Luke Gifford to where, OK, you don't deserve any snaps uh, as a linebacker, uh, Luke Gifford, because you're just not very good. You are a special teams player. So that's why it was very interesting to me that we didn't see Jabril Cox. And, you know, I was always wondering this season, why why didn't we see him? And it's for a reason. You know, what whatever they saw, Dan Quinn's a fantastic defensive coordinator. And if, if there's a reason why he's not on the field, I, I have to 
assume that it's a very legit reason because if he was a good player, Dan Quinn would be like, okay, Jabril, you're on the field because we can't keep you off the field. Look at what he did with Damone Clark. Damone Clark had neck fusion surgery or spinal fusion surgery uh, this past offseason. As soon as he became healthy, he was like, all right, you're on the field. We, we can't keep you off the field. This is what he saw from Damone Clark. So the fact that Jabril Cox wasn't on the field, there's a reason for that. There is a big time reason for that. And I mean, like, look, from what we see, like I saw him last year in the preseason. I thought he looked, I thought he looked fine. I mean, this is a guy who can drop back in coverage, be a very effective uh, cover linebacker, but I thought he read his keys very well as a run defender as well. You know, granted it was preseason. You're going up against much inferior talent. So would that have been able to translate to the regular season where you're going up against much superior talent? I uh, might not have been the case, but just from what I've seen, I, I, you know, in the preseason, I, I saw a good player, but again, there's a reason why he's not on the field. I would have to assume that it's a very legitimate reason. Hopefully this upcoming season, Jabril Cox can come off this, this ACL injury, because I mean, let's be honest here. That's a big time injury. We saw Michael Gallup come back and he didn't look like the same guy. And Michael Gallup, Gallup was a more talented player than Jabril Cox. I mean, granted, it is two different positions. But if we saw Michael Gallup struggle coming off that ACL injury, now, granted, again, it's two different positions. And, and you're asking more from your body out of the wide receiver position than you are from the linebacker or more from your knees uh, at the wide receiver position than you are from the linebacker position. But ultimately, you know, this is a make or break. Uh, uh, training camp for Jabril Cox, maybe. I mean, that's what we might be looking at. And it wouldn't surprise me one bit if the Cowboys ultimately decided to move on from Jabril Cox. Hopefully not, because I think the guy has a lot of potential, and hopefully he seizes that potential. But up until this point of his career, he hasn't given the Cowboys a reason to put him on the field. So ultimately, now, now granted, it was very legit why he wasn't on the field in 2021. But in 2022, he obviously gave them a reason to not put him on the field. So um, hopefully that changes this upcoming season. That's going to be it for the episode, though, guys. If you haven't already, please make sure to hit that like button and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, where you may, wherever you may be listening to this to, please make sure to leave a five-star review. Make sure to follow the show as well. I would greatly appreciate that. I hope you guys had a very productive week. It is Friday, uh, my favorite day of the week. Even I even like Friday more than Saturday, to be honest with you. Um, it was a very productive week for me. I made a, uh, a little bit of a change in my life, and and honestly, I've been seeing nothing but uh, great results from that. And uh, yeah, very productive week. The podcast has been awesome. I can't wait for the season, guys. Training camp is right around the corner. We're getting through these breakdowns. And for the people who follow me from TikTok who have come came over to the podcasting side of things, I'm going to have uh, a guest on Monday. We're trying to work something out for Monday. So we'll see if this ultimately works out or not. You guys are going to really like the guest. Um, but yeah, that's going to be it for the episode though, guys. I will see you guys later. Thank you for listening to the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Please make sure to follow the show and leave a review. We'll, we'll see, see you next, next time, time on, on the, the Cowboys, Cowboys Beat, Beat Audio, Audio Podcast. Podcast.